following program is in English. Thank you. You're tuned in to L'Chaim to Life with your host, Morris Klein, who just happens to be my baby brother. Shalom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem, welcome to L'Chaim, Two Life, Jewish Life and More. The penultimate L'Chaim for Season 2 and for the year, and what promises to be a very special L'Chaim about two righteous people, two Menchen and their families. And speaking of Menchen, the state funeral for the late Eddie Jakku, OAM, the happiest man on earth, was this morning. As I have mentioned previously on L'Chaim, I was blessed to have had the opportunity to have two interviews with Eddie, when he was 99, straight after his rapturous TEDx presentation, and then again April 2020, just after Eddie turned 100. I wasn't presenting a program this year at the time Eddie turned 101. I wish I was, as the two interviews with Eddie were something very, very special. I have been asked to make a podcast of my second interview with Eddie, which I will do in the next few weeks. I'll let our Lechaim listeners know when I post it on YouTube. Eddie Jakku, OAM 101, The Happiest Man on Earth, Baruch Dayan HaEmet. All right, I'm with the show. This is it. L'chaim, two life, Jewish life and more. Here on 92.3 FM, 3 triple Z. On Monday, the Embassy of Israel in Australia, in conjunction with the Gandal Foundation and Yad Vashem, the World Holocaust Remembrance Centre, conducted a Righteous Among the Nations ceremony to honour the lives of Mrs. Rena Skovronska Skovel and Mr. Wilhelm Spisky, awarding them Righteous Among the Nations, one of the highest honours the State of Israel can bestow. This honour is awarded by Yad Vashem in the State of Israel to recognise individuals who risked their lives to save Jews during the Holocaust without the expectation of any reward. We are delighted to have joined us tonight on Lachaim. Eva Collins, daughter of Mrs. Rena Skovronska, Skovel, of blessed memory, and Tina Festura, grandniece of the late Wilhelm Spisky, of blessed memory. Eva Collins, Tina Festura, welcome to Lachaim, to life, Jewish life, and more. Thank you very much. Shalom and to everyone. <laughs> Shalom, thank you. Good evening. Eva, you accepted the award on Monday on behalf of your late mother, Rena Skovronska, Skovel. When were you informed by Yad Vashem that your mother was going to be bestowed righteous among the nations? I think it was um, two and a half years ago, 1st of March 2019. And you were a first generation of immigrants who moved from Warsaw to Australia after the Second World War. I believe your mother passed away quite some time ago. What was your reaction, your thoughts at the time when Yad Vashem contacted you with this special news? I was delighted because I know it's difficult to produce enough documentation to prove the fact. There are many people who are not registered for what they did, because when they did what they did at the time, they didn't go around collecting witnesses or afterwards. And I strongly believe that there should be a special section in Yad Vashem, which maybe doesn't give out an award if they don't have documentation, but at least take a chance 
give people a benefit of doubt and give them a card or something expressing gratitude for goodwill. Yeah, also an acknowledgement. Eva, could you please tell our listeners what your late mother, Rena, of blessed memory, was acknowledged for doing? My mother came from Vilna, which was part of Poland, but it was a Lithuanian city. And I don't believe she ever met a Jew in her life. She was an actress. She studied performance. Vilna was a very cultural city for Jews and for Gentiles. It was a university city. And I don't know how she met my father, but she met him because he went east after the Germans invaded and they met and he felt a very strong responsibility to bring out his former wife, Jewish woman. And my mother arranged safe houses for both of them, which had to be continually changed for this safety, not to arouse any suspicion. And then the ex-wife got exit papers and she left. And my parents, I forget now which, but one of them got the exit paper, but not the other. And they wouldn't live without each other. So they stayed and moved around a lot, eastern Poland, I think on the borderlands of Belarus. And I know my father was arrested, I believe, three times or four times. And my mother got him out from the Gestapo prison. And then at one stage, my parents were arrested, and I have no idea how they got out. Wow. Tina, you accepted the award of Righteous Among the Nations on behalf of Mr. Wilhelm Spisky, your great uncle. This is quite a remarkable story. Wilhelm Spisky. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yes. Uh, was recognised as Righteous by Yad Vashem in 1990. When were you informed by Yad Vashem that this honour had been bestowed to your great uncle? Well, unlike Eva's family, we weren't aware of the rescue. So I discovered it in 2017 during a random Google search of um, my great uncle and his wife's surnames. Well, I was a bit of an amateur genealogist. I was very interested in my mother's family, particularly her grandmother, which was Wilhelm's mother. My mother's family was very mysterious because everyone had fled to all four corners of the world during the uh, start of the war. So one day I found a card that had my great uncle's wife's maiden name. And I thought, look, I'm going to give it one last shot. I'll put in their surnames. We'll do one last search and up came the Yad Vashem website. And you can imagine my surprise when the story popped up and I realised it was my great uncle and his wife that I was reading about. Wow, that's amazing. That's a bit shit. That means fate. It was meant to be. Why was your great uncle William Spisky acknowledged for his righteousness? He was married to a Jewish woman and his brother-in-law had been taken by the Romanian gendarmes and he had received a note from the prison from people asking for help and he thought it was his brother-in-law. So he rushed to the prison and was very upset to find that his brother-in-law had already been killed. 
but there was a family of five people there who were really on death's door, very unwell, starving, sick, and he decided to try to help them. Long story, but he bribed officers in all sorts of ways. He travelled to Bucharest to their parents, and together he and a friend managed to get them smuggled out of the prison, and he and his wife kept them in their home, which was above a police station, for six weeks while they returned them to health and then delivered them one by one back to Bucharest safely to their parents. Above a police station, amazing. Above Tina, did you, you were quite young. Did your family speak of, of wartime and that of your great-uncle, what he did? No, they didn't, Maurice. I asked myself that question a lot. How did we not know? My grandparents and that generation really didn't like to talk about the war a lot. When they did, they only spoke in Romanian, which we didn't speak. I mean, it was in very hushed tones. So, no, it was certainly not something that the family talked about a lot. I think essentially everyone was still traumatised and still anxious and scared who might be listening. Of course. Eva, I believe... um your father, Joseph Skovrinsky, as you mentioned, was arrested numerous times by the Gestapo and your mother repeatedly helped in his release. This was well before they fell in love and married. No, she was already in love with him. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Did your parents speak much at home about the war times? Not much. They did. And I always left those things to them. But what I picked up on and I don't know whether I'm projecting or whether I was particularly intuitive, what I picked up on in my father wasn't so much fear, but the sense of humiliation, how Jews and Poles who were against the regime naturally, because they were treated so badly, how humiliating it was, how their dignity suffered too. So one doesn't often hear about the humiliation. One usually hears about the fear or heroism. But I think there is another level, and that's the level of having your dignity offended. Eva, you were driving home from the ceremony, Righteous Among the Nations, at St Kilda Synagogue. What were the thoughts of the event when you were heading home? I felt incredible sense of relief. I felt my mother deserved every bit of it. I imagined my parents sitting in the synagogue, who at first would say probably don't make so much fuss about it. It completed something. And I felt the bond between my mother and her granddaughters and great-granddaughters has been strengthened because of that connection. Let me read out uh, something that you read out at the ceremony, a letter from Nina, Rena's first granddaughter. While I was still very young when my grandmother, Rena, passed away, I have clear memories of her affection and humour. She called me Mapechka, Polish for little monkey, and delighted in hearing my stories whilst feeding me her chicken soup. I knew nothing of of the Holocaust at such a young age, and now as I reflect on the challenges my grandparents surmounted, I am proud that my Rena acted with such honour. We all like to think that we would take the ethical choice in these situations, and my grandmother Rena actually did. Thanks to her actions, my grandfather, Yo-Yo, as I called him, was safe. And now, over 80 years later, their marriage resulted in two children 
four grandchildren and three great-grandchildren so far. Such a legacy is a delight to commemorate. That was your daughter. Yes. Um, Tina, the same question to you. Ceremony's over. You were there with family members. You're heading home. What were the thoughts? Like Eva, I felt great relief. I wasn't able to have family there because, unfortunately, apart from my mother, who's unwell and couldn't make it, uh, we don't have actually any family. So for me, it was also twinged a little bit with sadness that this couldn't have happened earlier or that this should have happened earlier. Um, I wish he had been alive. You know, I really wish my grandmother, him, all of them could have been there to experience that day and to be there to accept the honour themselves. Mm. But I have to say it was uh, one of the most important days of my life and I'll never forget it. And I'm really, really grateful that it went ahead. That's wonderful. I watched the video. There is a video of the ceremony. It is on the Israel Embassy's Facebook page, Israel in Australia. And two of you spoke beautifully. I just want to read a couple of things out from the event. And it was a wonderful event. And Cantor Brett Case sang beautifully. And I exhort everyone to check it out on the Facebook page. Mr. John Gandal, AC, Chairman of Gandal Foundation, Appreciating the righteousness of Mrs. Rena Skowronska and Mr. Wilhelm Spisky said, we are so grateful for the righteousness of those honourable people who helped Jews during the Holocaust. We do not have enough words to thank you for all your efforts. It takes something special for seemingly ordinary people to risk their own lives and the lives of their loved ones in order to save and protect complete strangers from persecution and mass murder. We will always remember their bravery and their humanity. That was Mr. John Gandal. His Excellency Ron Gerstenfeld, Shazay Defer, Embassy of Israel in Canberra, said, It is because of the selfless acts of those righteous few that generations of Jews are alive today. Excuse me. I get emotional. And the state of Israel exists and prospers. Those righteous people show us the path of being kind. Stand up for what is right, even at the cost of risking their own lives. Excuse me. Moisha, get a hold of yourself. And as another one, as we must know, these good people who helped Jews during the Holocaust, we must learn from them. And in gratitude and hope, we must remember them. That was from Ellie Wiesel, noble laureate, Holocaust survivor. Oh, wow. Eva Collins and Tina Fester, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Congratulations. Muzzle tough on the acknowledgement of your family's righteousness. Mrs. Renner Skowronska Skowvel and Mr. Wilhelm Spisky. Righteous among the nations. Baruch Dayan Ha'amit, a blessed memory. Thank you. Excuse me, Moshe. Thank you so much for joining us on Lachaim with your wonderful family stories. Maurice, I'm very touched by your reaction. Yeah. Thank you for approaching it with so much emotion and heartfelt, very heartfelt emotion, which also moves us, um, you know. And it's very touching, and you've actually added more meaning to the whole event. Ladies, this is our little home dedication to your family's righteousness. Thank you again for joining us. Stay well.
Yep, Moshe couldn't hold it together towards the end there with Eva Collins and Tina Firstera. Righteous among the nations, what special people. Thank you again, Eva and Tina, with your beautiful families. 
Definitely heroes. Well, that's nearly it for the penultimate Lachaim for 2021. And a tough one it was for me. I do get emotional when it comes to family, friends, the Jewish world and Israel. And I've always worn my heart on my sleeve. Again, I would like to exhort our Lachaim listeners to please check out the recording of the entire ceremony, which was held at St Kilda Synagogue for Renes Gavronska and Wilhelm Spisky, Righteous Among the Nations and a Blessed Memory. You will find it on the Israel in Australia Facebook page and the Israel Embassy website. Many, many thanks to our guests, Eva Collins and Tina Thurstura, for providing us with some righteous family background. They were an absolute delight. I think perhaps my losing it attests to that. Right, you'll find in about 15 minutes to half an hour a recording of tonight's Lachaim program at 3zzz.com.au. Click on the down arrow in the Listen to a Show Square and scroll down to the Jewish group. You'll find it there. Links to YouTube recordings of tonight's interviews will be posted to the Lachaim and Morris Klein Facebook pages tomorrow. Lachaim podcasts are also available at JWire, Digital Jewish News Daily for Australia and New Zealand. Please check out the other two programs that make up the Jewish group here at 3 Z, The Hebrew Hour, Shabbat Shalom, 3pm on Friday, and the Yiddish Hour, 11am on Sunday. If you'd like to contact us here at Lachaim, our email is lchaim3zzz at gmail.com. For only $16, please consider becoming a member of the Jewish group here at 3 Z. And for seniors, it's just $11. Again, click on 3zzz.com.au. Many thanks again to Team Lachaim, Dr. George Banky, the executive producer, Dr. Murray Frankel and Jeff Deegan. Many of our Lechaim listeners grew up with America's answer to the Beatles, the talented band The Monkees, with their enjoyable corny TV series in the 60s. Well, a third monkey, Mopetchka in Polish, as mentioned in my interview tonight, has left us and gone to the big jungle in the sky. Michael Nesmith passed away last week, aged 78. Nesmith was a very talented guitar player and songwriting wordsmith, and by the way, his mother invented liquid paper. The last surviving monkey is Mickey Dolans, who played the drums with the monkeys. Some of our Lachaim listeners might even remember Mickey Dolans in Circus Boy, well before the monkeys. So we are closing out tonight's Lachaim with a monkey song written and sung by the late Michael Nesmith. We'll be back next week with our final Lachaim, Two Life, Jewish Life and More for 2021. Listen to the band. So thank you for tuning in and please join us again next week on L'Chaim. My name is Morris Klein. I'm Yisrael Chai and peace. Hey, hey, mercy woman plays a song and no one listens. I need help, I'm falling again. Play the drum a little louder, tell me I can live the louder if I
Listen to the band. Listen to the band. 